Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Bridget Blakeney about her wedding at Seabreeze Point with a dessert party in Norway at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she and her fiancé chose these locations and chose Disney and how everything turned out. So welcome, Bridget. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. This is a very good question. A Disney wedding is something that I personally have always wanted, like ever since I was really little. But my family has always kind of like talked me out of it or said it's expensive. So maybe it wouldn't be for us. And when we got engaged, my very first initial thought was we should have a Disney wedding. And our family kind of like talked me out of it. And then we were kind of planning to have a Texas wedding, but we were blessed with such a big family and Cody and I were paying for our wedding ourselves. And so financially, it was getting kind of hard to be able to have that Texas wedding. And so we ended up deciding on the Disney wedding because we saw that they had a package where it was a limited amount of people. And it sounded like something that we really wanted to do. Okay, got it. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out you were having your Disney wedding after all? (laughs) Some of them were not surprised at all. Like they were just like, of course you would. And then of course, my flower girl who has never been to Disney was over the moon and very ecstatic. We did have a couple of family members, though, that were a little hurt and their feelings were hurt a little bit just because there was a smaller count of people that we could have at our wedding. How did you handle that? We tried to explain it as that it's in our contract and that we could only have like a certain amount of people. And we also explained that we really just wanted immediate family. And so that's kind of like how we handled it. So then how many guests were you able to invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited 18 people and 18 people came and plus some. Whoa, what happened? Extras that you didn't know about? (laughs) So it was a couple of like my maid of honor, her parents were also there. And it was more like for the dessert party, but we had like a bunch of extra people show up for that specifically and not the actual ceremony. (laughs) That is interesting. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about that when we get to the dessert party, because I'll be interested to hear how that was handled. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you set up a room block for your guests? We did not. Our guests actually were kind of crafty. Some of them stayed at Airbnbs near the resort, and then some of them actually stayed on location at the resorts. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? 
we chose a Monday wedding because we were actually honeymooning in Disney and we were trying to knock it all out at once. So we thought having our ceremony on a Monday and also at 2 p.m. So we could actually sleep in a little bit. And I say sleeping in in quotes. But we decided that so that we could have more time together at Disney because this was actually going to be our first time at Disney by ourselves without family. And we wanted to be able to have time together and to actually enjoy everything together also. (laughs) That sounds great. Now, how did you choose the ceremony and the dessert party venues? The ceremony venue, Seabreeze Point, I fell in love with it at first sight. Once I saw the photos, I was absolutely in love with it. And it was actually in 2019 when I was running in one of the Disney races for Path Marathon Weekend. I saw Seabreeze Point in person and I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. And at that moment, as I was running by it, I knew, I knew like in my heart, that was where we were going to get married. And so I just, I loved it. (laughs) And then for the dessert party, Norway is actually my favorite area. And so I was very excited when our wedding planner was like, do you want to have a dessert party in Norway as like our very first option? And I was over the moon. (laughs) (laughs) So did you guys add any entertainment to your event, like characters? No, I really wish we had, though. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you can recommend? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So my husband really, really loves raspberry. And so for our wedding cake, we were very torn on what flavors we wanted. But since he loves raspberry so much, we decided to go with the raspberry mousse. And I, like, since with the escape package you can't taste the cake at first and so I was a little nervous on how that was going to taste just because like I had never seen any reviews on it nobody had ever really talked about it and so once we had it though it was like amazing (laughs) Hmm. and then how did you choose desserts for your dessert party the dessert party we actually looked at the curated menus that they gave you and we picked I think it was the mini menu where it has the zebra dome cakes and macaroons. And as soon as I saw those two items together, I was like, we need to have these at our dessert party. Like this cannot happen unless these two desserts are there. (laughs) Now with a dessert party being in Norway, sometimes people are concerned about that location because there are overhanging trees that you don't really see them if you're standing against the fence and you're watching the show, but in photos, they block some of the high fireworks. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. And that was actually something I did not know about until we had gotten our photos back. Norway is a very beautiful place for the dessert party. But when we did get our photos back, there were some trees in there. And it did block some of the fireworks, but we still got some very good shots. Well, that's good to hear. Did you add a ride mix in to your dessert party? Yes, we did. And we kept it a surprise the whole time. That's great. Which ride did you pick? We picked the Frozen Ever After. What was your guest's reaction when they discovered what was happening? So when we had decided to do the Frozen Ever After ride, I was a little nervous about how guests would react to it because it was frozen. We had a lot of older attendees at our wedding. But as soon as the cast member told us it was time to start going and they still didn't tell them where we were headed, 
and we ended up walking over to the frozen after ride, everybody's face lit up and everybody was so excited. Like even the older attendees, they were just like, oh my gosh, frozen. We're going to be going on the frozen ever after ride. And I don't think it dawned on them that it was going to be a private ride until they walked in and they were like, what, we get this whole ride to ourselves. And it was just so exciting. And my flower girl was like losing it. She was about six at the time. And so she was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? Oh, yes. So my day started off pretty early. I want to say that we woke up around four in the morning because a couple of amazing people that I met from the Diz Brides board were coming over to help me. Catherine was actually coming over to steam my dress at six in the morning. And me and her and my maid of honor got to enjoy mimosas together as she was steaming my dress. (laughs) And so that was actually like a really fun time to start my day. And then after Catherine left, Stacy from Fairytale Hair and Makeup came over And when I opened up the door and met Stacy for the first time, like face to face, I felt like I was meeting a friend I haven't seen in years. She was the most warm and welcoming person, and she made us look amazing. And so once Stacy was done doing hair and makeup, she actually helped me get into my dress, which was just, oh, I just love that. And I love her for helping me with that. (laughs) And um, after that, We got in the limo and I ended up going to the boardwalk in where I was greeted by my wedding planner, Stephanie, and also Rini Silverman. And Rini Silverman, I even to this day, the very first moment I saw her, she grabbed my hand and she has the warmest hands I have ever felt. (laughs) And she like all my nerves for that day just like kind of like went out the door just because she like was so kind and welcoming. And after that, I got to do a first look photo session with my dad, which was just so, I'm saying this for everything, but it it was very heartwarming because he wasn't expecting it either. I kind of plotted a lot of surprises during my whole entire wedding day for a lot of people. And my dad didn't know that this first look was going to happen. And so when I walked out, he just like was floored and it was just really adorable. (laughs) Hmm. And he gave me these dog tags that my uncle had brought that were from many generations of my family members that have served in the military who were no longer with us. And that was actually my something borrowed. I got to put on my bouquet for that day. And so when I got to walk down the aisle, I was actually carrying my family with me. And so that actually kind of leads us to walking down the aisle Because after the first look was actually the ceremony, and that was just beautiful. (laughs) And so from the ceremony, we ended up doing a little extra photo shoot time around the boardwalk where we got to take photos around the boardwalk, like at the photo booth, in front of Jelly Rolls. (laughs) It was just really cute. And then after that, everybody broke apart where the older people kind of rested And then some of the younger people just kind of like went to dinner with each other. And then we all met up again for the dessert party. That's great. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? 
the most important things for me were aesthetic for the whole entire venue. So like decorations, photography was huge for me. And so I was trying to add on as much photography as I could budget in. And then also food, I want to say it was also important because that's why we wanted to add on the dessert party. That's great. Now, what aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? I'm going to say transportation was where I totally lacked. Just because were people staying close enough that you didn't need to provide it for them or? It was because mostly, yeah, people were staying closer, but also some people were driving to the venue But also at the time, I didn't think it was important, but then I ended up getting anxiety from not thinking it was important. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Okay. So was that something that was stressing you out before the wedding? Yes. Oh my gosh. I was actually having nightmares about people not showing up to the ceremony or people getting lost because they just didn't know where it was. We had a couple of people who didn't understand the layout of the Disney parks where they thought that Seabreeze Point was like in the Magic Kingdom for some reason. Mm. And so a couple of people thought they were going to be going to the castle. And we had explained a couple of times that Seabreeze Point is in a different location of Disney World. And so I kind of wish at the time I had spent a little money on transportation because I think it would have saved a lot of headaches. (laughs) That's interesting. And did everybody make it? Everyone did make it. I was very surprised. (laughs) That's wonderful. And then another thing you had mentioned earlier was that you sort of had some crashers for your dessert party. How did that work out? I had a couple of cousins who just kind of showed up. And then I also had my maid of honors parents. They showed up also. But I was more than happy to have them. And it was really great to see them all. But it was just, it was kind of adorable. (laughs) Well, that's good. So you didn't run out of food or anything. Yeah, we didn't run out. (laughs) (laughs) So what ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? Oh, my gosh. There is so many good things. There's a really quirky thing that did happen that is probably, at the time, I was kind of mad about it, but it secretly is my favorite part of our wedding. And it was actually during our first dance. My husband on his phone has an alarm set for 3.15 every day for some reason. I don't know. But during our first dance, 3.15 happened. And his phone, even though it was turned off, somehow turned on and an alarm was going off during our first dance. And I kid you not, I feel like the violin player started playing louder (laughs) I feel like everyone could tell like what was happening. And there's even photos of us where he's like pulling his phone out of his pocket because he had to stop the first dance and turn his phone off. (laughs) But every day now at 3.15, I just remember that's when we were having our first dance. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I didn't know that Disney could provide decorations such as like tablecloths, like rose gold glitter ones, and just like extra stuff like that. I wish that my wedding planner had told me that a little bit sooner because I would have probably gone a little bit more overboard with rose gold glitter. It would have had a lot more of it. That just kind of came up in conversation because I had actually ordered some rose gold table runners that weren't going to make it in time. And she was like, oh, we actually have some. 
And I just was like really floored. And I wish I had known that sooner. I also would have invested in transportation to save with the headaches. And then also adding on video. I really, really wish I had added on a video, but I chose not to because I heard a couple of people saying that they never watched it. But after seeing so many other people's amazing videos, I really wish we had one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's good advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Oh my gosh, just have fun with it. And it's going to go by so fast. The whole day is just going to be like so fantastic. So just enjoy every single second of it that you can. That's great advice. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in planning a small wedding at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Yes, thank you again so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.